Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Friday's episode of a Terra Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I am joined on this occasion, not by Joel Sked, as Joel is out of action for this week and next week as well. That that dirty, dirty bastard having a social life and stuff. How dare he? Anyway, instead I'm joined by a man who definitely has a social life, but has been is free on this Friday to talk to me. It's Tony Anderson. Hello, Craig. Yeah, I just have my social life and then try and balance it with this until it until it puts me in the grave. <laughs> Oh, well, no, here, Tony. You're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right, we are cracking on with the top 12 list. Uh, there's still three to go, including this one. Uh, and what was probably an error this year to split up the midfielders at the three because we've done them defensive midfielders and that worked out all right. But I wish I'd maybe made kind of both lists at the same time because some of the ones that we were kind of swithering on, say like Dylan Levitt, for instance, we ended up putting him in defensive where he mm-hmm. could have easily gone into attacking. And I wish now he had gone into attacking because when I was putting this list together, I wrote down nine names. I, well, firstly, first of all, I purposely left off Rio Hatati because I wanted to limit myself, like I've done uh, pretty much every other one of these top 12s I've done in the last few years, to six old firm players. I don't want... I don't want to be more than six. I don't want half, more than half the list to be taken up by Celtic and Rangers players. I've still so, only got six, and I've and I've got Hatati. All right, fair enough. I'll interested to see which one you've left off. Um, so, so I don't have him. But then I wrote down. So usually I write down like names of players that I want to be involved in the list, and I'm like left with usually you know 14, 15, 16, sometimes even more than that. And it can be a bit of a nightmare trying to whittle it down. I wrote down the names I wanted on this list. I had nine names. <laughs> I really had to go between the rest of them and go, right, who else can I put in here? I was doing like what I normally do someday. Like when I know I'm doing these types of pods, 
Like I just do it lying in my bed on my phone and I just do like what I've got in my brain at that point without any sort of research or anything and just, and just whack it down. And I was like that. This is a grim, it's actually quite a grim list. Uh, I'm, I'm, of, I'm of the opinion, Craig, and I was saying this, re- this list actually proves why all the teams are so close together um, and, and it's the worst league season possibly ever because teams are absolutely lacking match winners, mercurial talents, all the usual sort of cliches you put on these players. And it really, doing this list, and thinking about what we've watched this season and where everyone does, it's actually clear as day, I think, why. There's no, yeah, there's that, no good that's, players. <laughs> that's a good point as well. And some of the better teams as well. So Rangers have got... Rangers have got three players on my list, but like still, like even if you consider like the the defensive midfielders one we've done where Joe had four Rangers players and Rangers, most of their kind of midfielders are seen as more kind of defensive that are better. And it's definitely the same with Hearts. You know, Hearts had... Hearts had three players in both Joel and mine's top twelves, um, but I don't. I didn't consider anybody for Hearts for a, a central attacking midfielder. Barry Mackay will be undoubtedly included in the wingers list when we get to that. High, um, high on yeah, the wingers list. He will be high on the wingers list, and that'll be that'll probably be coming out next week. But for now, there was other guys that left out as well. Which you maybe say are they attacking central or more wing like? Scott Wright was one. I put Scott Wright as a winger. Um, there's a few others that are, you know, borderline. But uh, you, so if you, if I think a player has been, if you're bemused by somebody is missing, it's probably because they're going to be on next week's list. Either that, or we're just idiots and forgot. Um, do you want me to tell you who, which old firm player I bumped now? Go for it's it. Just go, Aaron Ramsey. Oh, and I bumped him as well. Yeah, good. Because um, I, I was just like, there's <laughs> absolutely no. I've still got six. Though, and I, I don't I, have I, a tie. I've got that. I just didn't want. I, I I don't think he deserves to be in it. He's there's not enough of a sample size, and I just don't want to have him in it. Just I, I, it's funny to not have him in it. I like that he's come here and he's still not able to break into even our top twelve list, which has some fucking names in it. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> I was, I'm got, oh, sorry, go. Go. Uh, no, no, I'm just going to say and. And 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 like I'm, I've got a lot of uh, sort of artistic license here. Is that one time I'll care very much about my eyes. One time I'll be caring about the stats more, and I reserve the right to behave this way. Uh, and and some something will be historical, and it'll just change from player to player, position to position of what I decide is more important on that specific time. My list is full of contradictions <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for how I'm judging players. It's yeah, wild. Yeah. It's fun. It's more fun that way because otherwise, as you see, we could just end up talking about and but some the early list is woo. Cannot believe some of these names that are in. Twelve to ten is, is poor on my list. But anyway, uh, what you, who's your number twelve? Um, I'm gonna go for. I'm actually gonna go for Charlie Adam. I do have. A, I have on my left arm one place higher. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. The reason, I think a lot of people, there's been a lot of chat in recent weeks about him actually being almost problematic. It seems to be, like some people are talking about it. I've heard Graham ask Gary about that on, on the podcast. Is he starting to become almost a, a, a bit of a liability? And I thought it was an easy question to ask, especially after possibly the worst mistake of any season <laughs> last week. <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's, I, I struggle to find a comparison to that because it's just so fucking mental, the decision to make to do that. And what they done on sports scene when they were defending him, saying he only done it because he's good, was some of the best, <laughs> like the, the most preferential treatment I've ever heard anyone ever get. Uh, 
Well, he would only do it because he thinks he's capable. Thinks he's capable of crossing it across his own box. What are you talking about? It's, it, it's nothing to do with ability. There isn't a player in the world who can't kick it across his own goal. Like, it's nothing, so it's nonsense. Um, but the, the stats of when he's played less than half an hour, 13 games, two draws, 11 defeats. When he's played half an hour or more, 24 games, six wins, eight draws, 11, uh, 10 defeats. Um, so at 0.16 p- per game versus 1.125 per game. So, I mean, that stands it all up there just purely on mm-hmm. like how, how good Dundee are when he's playing compared yeah. maybe if he'd been fitter, which is one of the reasons he's lower because he's not fit enough to play a lot of the time. Yeah. Dundee would have had a fighter's chance. Uh, and the other part is obviously he has more weapons than other players in that role. And, and that does have to matter. He's got more ability. Yeah, no, he does. And... Had this been had we done this list on Monday, for instance, after his uh, <laughs> shocker at the, shocker at the weekend, uh, I might not have had him on the list. But uh, so it's maybe a case of recency bias. But it did remind me of his abilities and talents in the ball. His cameo against Hibs on Wednesday he was outstanding. Oh. Uh, completely dominated the game after he came on. Not just scoring that terrific strike, but he was just at the heart of everything good that Dundee done in the last half of that match. And yeah, he does have his limitations in terms of his age and his lack of fitness. He does get stuck in defensively, to be fair. It's just a problem that people can run around him very easily. Mm. <laughs> but if players come in his vicinity, he's very good at kind of denying them. He ranked quite high for defensive actions which mm-hmm. is, and interceptions, which was uh, two stats that really kind of surprised me. But he's somebody that can... You know, he's got quick feet for somebody that doesn't move very quick. He's obviously his passing range is outstanding and he's, he's kind of long-range shooting abilities. Crossing ability is also very good as well. So, yeah, I still think he deserves overall... And, uh, if he wasn't in this Dundee team this season, yeah, you can feel like, yeah, maybe they were cheated a little bit of if he'd, you know, put in a few more yards on the on the treadmill or maybe just, you know, walked home from a night out instead of uh, driving drunk, uh, then uh, Dundee might have been a bit better this season. But without him in the squad, I mean, Dundee could have been like, what, like uh, the top flights answer to Brecon in like 2017. Like they, they really could have been pathetically bad. And, and that's in one of the worst leagues ever. As well, yeah, so the yeah. other teams are so that. How poor is this team? It's poor even in this context. Uh, never mind that in the in the general context. Um, it's interesting you saying that about Adam coming on. Do you think they should have used him more like that? Maybe used him later in the game, the business end of matches, rather than trying to to get him on at, at the start of the game. Maybe hang in there. It's easier to hang in there than come back, in my opinion. Quite possibly, but I would think that would f- fuck him off. I think. And then you're probably not getting the best out of him for that reason as well. If you if you're just kind of saying to him like you're just going to play the last thirty minutes of games, I think that's it's one of those ones that it's not like a great message to send to to him or or probably the rest of the team as well. And if you even <laughs> he's already kind of taken liabilities anyway. If you're just saying to him, "Boy, oh, you only need to be fit for the last half an hour." How big <laughs> could he get? <laughs> Let's challenge. Let's find out. <laughs> well, he might stick around for another season, so hopefully <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, well, they said they all said they had a really emotional night on Monday night because um, they won a match that they still got relegated on, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Uh, right, uh, my uh, my number twelve. Now this this is maybe a bit wild. I'm I, I really swayed over this um, because it was a good few contenders, but this was a guy that I didn't even so. When I put together the stats, I put together like a long list of guys who I thought would be in contention and ignored all this. So I didn't I didn't take down notes of where all 30 players on our, on our full list of guys who qualified for this ranked. So I took down about maybe 18 names or, or 19 names. And this guy, I didn't even put him on. But I kept noticing he was finishing quite high for a lot of them. 
and I've really enjoyed watching him in these limited times so far. And it is a small sample size, but I am going to go for Motherwell's Ross Tierney. Mm. I think he's going to have a very good season next campaign. I think he's going to be, I think he's got the talent and the ability and for what he's shown so far to be kind of really a almost talismanic figure for that side next season. And they will probably need it because they're pretty rubbish going forward. And I think he's maybe his lack of game time is down to the fact that he'd, you know, Alexander, especially kind of recently, he's been playing with that 3-4-3 where Tierney's kind of had to be played through the centre. But his he's best position is the number 10. And he's creative. He's He gets stuck in. He's, you know, not bad in terms of, you know, moving with the ball, picking the ball up, moving it forward, advancing play. He can make things happen. And he's a goal threat. And... That's all the kind of things you want in a number 10. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him next season. Um, I did have him in my list, but I took him out at the last second. Ah. The last second to bring to bring Hadji in. I'll right. just, like, spoilers, but just because I, re- I checked up how many games Hadji had actually played. I was going to say at the start, I'm leaving Hadji out simply because he's not played enough, but compared to other people on the list, he, he probably has. And, and we obviously saw him last season, but I was... Very much, you were one of the first players that sprung to my mind in the in the top ten because it's exactly the same as you. I mean, me, you, and Ewan sat on a on a podcast recently, and we had a, a right good yarn about Tierney and the expectations going into next season. If they can get him and Van Veen really close together, you could really see it working. I mean, we all loved that header. Well, you and probably didn't, but we loved the header against Rangers. Um, <laughs> when when, he, when the, the weird ones when they, when you just plant it and and you don't actually move, you just go straight, and it just seems to hit off your head perfectly. Uh, and go in but he's got a really quick brain and really quick feet uh, which is just in the rough and tumble in the in the speed of sort of Scottish top flight in that position they are attributes that are to die for uh, really if you, if you can do everything quickly because you're, cause you're going to need to re- regardless um, so I was going to have him but <laughs> I went for someone else for fun um, and <laughs> I think I might do him next uh, who's your yeah, number 11? I'm going to Blair Spittle of uh, Ross County fame. He is he, he is somebody who the van stats really like, and I just I I can't get there. I just never can get there with Blair Spittle. He scored the advanced stats, but he's also scored this season in all competitions six goals, and he has five assists. So we've got a guy with eleven goal involvements, who's also, as you said about the advanced stats, I'm just going to get some of these up on my little... I've got, I've got some of them here. He was in the top 10 for shots on target, expected assists per 90, dribbling accuracy, number two for attacking duels one, uh, number four for defensive actions per 90, two for interceptions, and two for progressive passes. That's that's all v- fairly impressive. And it's, and I just can't get to them. Whenever I watch them, I'm like, I, I don't think you're any good. <laughs> I know and, you're and supposed it, to be, but... And, and his and he's pressing ability in there, I really like the most progressive passes. He's he's also good at recovering. I like Something I liked about him is he's 19th for received passes and people won't think that's a big deal. But for a player like him who's been shunted around the pitch, that tells me that he's he makes himself available. He's not Always a player. Always somebody that wants the ball, yeah. He doesn't go into hiding. Um, so I found that quite impressive. And the way he's been used this season, he's been a go-to guy as a problem solver for County. He's played in the... So in the deeper positions, which blew me away when I first saw it, I like tiny little Blair Spittle is going into the <laughs> the sort of the the the, the two the, the the double pivot as it's called, um, and for for Ross County, uh, and I said that'll be a tough bloody role and tough game, right? And then he's got his set pieces in there that you've got to add. He's got his, his crossing ability, 
So I just think in a season this week, when you're carrying numbers like that in your face numbers, like goals and assists, yeah, and then you couple that with all those other stats and how important he's been to Malky McKay in terms of plugging holes, I think that it, I, I couldn't really come up with a reason apart from I don't want to. Um, <laughs> To, to to bring in Blair Spittle is one of those I just have to accept that maybe sometimes even though I've always I've never been as much of a hater as other people on, on Blair Spittle I've always quite liked him um, but yeah he's a coming of age season I would say I think he's just the reason why it leaves me cold I think is because he just, just often frustrated me where I just I always think like I've always known that he's had real talent and he showed it in his early days for Dundee United mm. and he just it doesn't show it enough for me. So yeah, this season is probably where he has put a bit more, added a lot more consistency to his game and I'm maybe being a bit harsh, but I just kind of soured on him years ago and just fed yeah. up. Fed well, up of waiting got, for him to realise his potential. Because we all got really excited, I think that was that, that game and he scored a double against Dundee in a, in, in, a, in a sort of Dundee derby, I think it was. And one of them was like an absolute pinger with no backlift. So I get it, you get yourself really, really excited and then when it doesn't come to fruition, um, you, you you do you almost get pissed off. Uh, yeah. I do get it. You know, like I, I, especially us when we try our hardest to to watch other players, and obviously we try to enjoy other teams apart from from our own. Um, so you almost get frustrated. Like you support those teams sometimes when you you sort of put your colours to the mast on on sort of certain players. But uh, yeah, I think they might they might have done something with Blair Spittle here, and maybe he can go on and somebody like Jason Holt, who's been moved around yeah. and, and turned into a, a really solid player that maybe. Um, under at Ross County Spittle can find like a really a, a forever home where they, they look after him and he's he's a really helpful player right so my number 11 was Charlie Adam I'm going to go right to my number 10 because staying with Ross County and my number 10 I've gone for Ross Callahan. somebody who the advanced stats do not like do not like they, at they all do not like I look because <laughs> I really wanted to pick Ross Callahan because as you know I was a big fan last season but I actually left him out because I have been disappointed with, with Callahan this season whenever I've actually watched with my eyes and I feel like they've got him too deep sometimes and that's maybe do. not his I fault I think they do but... um, yeah because um, his goals because he's not been the, the goal threat that he was at Aki's last year but he still has had a very good season for Ross County County fans have been thoroughly pleased with him you saw the other day when he's it was announced that he'd signed a two year contract extension to stay with the Staggies that fans, the majority of, in fact, every fan I saw um, who was mm. reacted to it was, was saying that that's, that's great, that's great that we've got him signed up um, because he's just somebody who's fitted in very well to that environment. And I think it's a good story because you saw him at Hearts and you you saw the guy that had all the endeavour and very lacking a lot of the talent. And then you saw him as well at St. Johnson. You kind of thought that was the kind of perfect scenario for him to be in that, that team, but... It also didn't really kind of work out there. He had his moments, but overall wasn't kind of really good enough. And when he went to Aki's, you kind of thought, right, this is, he's either going to make it Aki's or he's just not a top-flight player. He was excellent at Aki's, but you still wonder, like, because you do get these players, Scott McMahon's a great example, uh, when they leave Hamilton, do they just like do they just stand out because they're in this Hamilton team that is just ridiculously poor, but somehow it always manages to be better than the sum of its parts until the season eventually got relegated. And even that season, it was probably better than some of their parts because it was a terrible team in terms of talent. Um, and then you wonder that about Callaghan, but he goes to County and he's done pretty well and he's now proven himself to be a, a decent Scottish Premiership player. And all about Callaghan's game, it's hard work, it's hard running, it's doing the graft, it's doing the hard yards. But he's also somebody that... He's been a bit unlucky this season in terms of... 
in terms of goals because he does he has ranked very very highly for in terms of uh, shot accuracy. So he's maybe just been denied by some good goalkeeping on occasion. Yeah, I think a lot of that is fair because I always think of Callahan is someone that Scottish football fans will always really really like. Um, due due to the endeavour, and then when and I was saying that would be sort of damn them with faint praise, but I got really excited when he was at Aki's last season. I thought they used them well, and I thought when he went to County that they they would just use them exactly the same way with with White up front. I thought well, there's similarities to 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 what they do there, but I think maybe where I'm maybe being unfair is that maybe Callahan's taken on more responsibility at at Ross County to basically be everything and be sort of like the main man um, in, in the centre of the park and, and just, and to, as you say, just be everywhere, be everywhere, do everything um, and, and carry the team, not carry it, but he's, he's taken, he's probably been the guy in the centre who's taken them to the to sort of the guy who takes them into the top six with one of their best finishes ever. So maybe I've been unfair, but I wasn't having both Blair Spittle and Carlin no. in here. There has Same. to be a line drawn um, <laughs> on things. That was correct as well, like with Spittle, I might have included Spittle if I didn't include Callahan. Right, who's your number 10? Um, I'm going to go... This is maybe a bit of a Lifetime Achievement Award. I don't know, and it's something... We're talking about the, some of the advanced stance don't like. You'll know fine well who I'm going to be talking about. Uh, Scott Pittman. I've got him. I've got him number nine. Ah, right, OK. I mean, I, I, I'm pleased that we look like we're simil- on similar sort of wavelengths. The, with, the with advanced stats absolutely hate Scott Pittman. It was the well, same hate, last year as well. They hate, hate Livingston fans. They hate they Livingston do. players. They do. They hate every Livingston player. But they're a good team, I, so they must be doing something right. Yeah, because I said when I done when I was doing the TV show, I was wanting to do um Nicky Devlin. Nicky Devlin is as the as the fullback as my as my secret sauce, and I was buzzing to do it because I really, really like Nicky Devlin as a as a player. Uh, to the point I was getting jealous when you were doing the fullback ones. I was like, I've done so much research. Can I come on and do this? Uh, about this one? Can I just come and do one guy and I'll piss off again? <laughs> I know I'm using Scott Pittman as a place for me to do it. <laughs> but uh, Nicky De- so and, and it's similar with Pittman. It's, it's also, he was kind of in and out the team uh, at the start. Martindale, yeah. he wasn't, he, 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 for the first time ever, it looked like he's, his place wasn't really guaranteed anymore. And it wasn't, to, and it coincided their form and the huge sort of kick on that they had when they pulled away for relegation, like Martindale, to be fair, I'm said they always would, um, and they looked like they were going to be a top six team, and they and they and they drove Hearts really close in in the, in the cup game as well. Uh, that was when they they put, they put Pittman, Holt, and, and Omi on goal together in the middle of the park, and Pittman's maybe not playing quite as sort of advanced a role as he may be done in other games just maybe in other seasons maybe similar to sort of Callahan. He's, he's expected to do more through how much more experienced he is and how much sort of game time he's got in his back pocket in, in the top flight breaking records for that as well but uh, the, the team just improved massively and Pittman's just he's just a player I've always just really appreciated he's he's he's, he's sort of handy for a goal but he's always available he, he works really hard and that goal he scored against Hibs I thought as much as I was pissed off about Macy um at, at the the work the work on the out on wide coming round the outside uh, coming round in the inside sort of ghosting past everyone to play like a one two and then driving it high into the net there was sort of like your Scott Pittman just it's, it's a shame we don't see him in the box quite as much as yeah. as we did maybe in, in, in previous seasons though with Pittman I, I can't remember when but I'd, it must have been this season because I mentioned it in our Discord chat how much advanced stats hated Pittman and there was a Livingston fan that basically explained that 
a lot of Pittman's effectiveness is kind of a lot of the work he does off the ball and how disruptive mm. he can be to opposing teams that try to pa- either pass out through the back or pa- try to pass it kind of through the midfield and how often he can, he can win back the possession for Livingston. And also as well, like, he seems to... Like to borrow uh, to to get my to get my cowboy hat on again to old Texas Fowler here, uh, he seems to come through in the clutch quite a lot. He seems to only really score score like important goals or or play like a big part in important goals and important games kind of thing. Uh, so he seems to always there's a reason why he's a Livingston legend. Like they see the team every week and like it, when you look at the, <laughs> look at these numbers, these like deeper numbers, it's wild that it's the same guy because I watch him as well. I think he's a bloody good player. Like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe there's something wise guy who hates him. Maybe there's something yeah. wise guy. Scott Pittman shagged their missus like 10 years ago or something. Wow. That would be the pits. Hey! Um, <laughs> boom. Um, yeah, I mean, I have nothing more to add to that. I think he deserves his place in this, and he probably would, and, and that's not with faint praise about talking about how weak this sort of position is for this top 12 this season. I think Pittman just, he, he's really he's really proved it. He's really put his money where his mouth is when a lot of people probably doubted him over the years and now he is just a, a, a good Scottish Premiership player. So here's my nine. So who's your nine? Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to put Hadji in now and again, it's just for more fun. Again, it's nothing to do with how good a player Hadji is or anything, but he just I just completely forgotten about him because he's been out for so long and problematically for him is just how good Rangers have been without him. They've not they've mm. been better than ever in, in, some, uh, <laughs> in some cases. Um, and, and Hadji was a really big player for them last season, especially in Europe. Um, I remember, uh, uh, who could forget your stag do, Fowler, when, when Hadji's hit a free kick off someone's head and it went into the stratosphere and somehow dropped perfectly <laughs> into the net. And that's something I've never seen quite to that degree before. But, We've got enough of a sample size that despite him only playing in 15 games this season, we all know he's just such a quality player, taking the ball in tight areas, um, likes a goal in, in, a, in a relatively big game at times. Uh, I don't think we really need to go into too much depth. I think everyone knows how good uh, that Hadji's a brilliant player. Yeah, yeah, like you say, great goal threat, uh, terrific terrific technique, terrific at running with the ball, moving with the ball. Like you mentioned, the tight spaces that he can regulate away for defenders of somebody who's a goal threat, very creative. The the, the knock on Hadji is the, the lack of consistency you get from because mm-hmm. he really, he does have the talent to be undeniably the best uh, attacking midfielder in this league. But he, he doesn't, he does have a tendency to have matches or, or have stretches of games where he just doesn't really show it. But then he has other ones where he can win a match by himself. Because um, I always... I always rate him when I watch him play in Europe. But it's the the games he goes misses is, is is in the league sometimes, and I wonder if, if that's either he needs the does he need the crowd to really want to to show himself, or does he not like getting kicked constantly in, in the in the Scottish top flight? Just interested to try like the, the psyche of a of a the the mental state of a player like that when when they have these obvious sort of peaks and troughs. But um, I mean, even Kent's probably a good example. I mean, we're not going to talk. We'll talk about Kent and the wingers, but I mean, he, he absolutely tears it up in Europe. Like, really tears it up, and then he can go missing for for weeks in Scotland. And you wonder, and, and that's either he doesn't fancy being kicked upside down constantly, or again, can feel like it's a bit beneath him, maybe, and and like hard to get himself fully motivated. And it'd be interesting to see what case that with Hadji. I'm expecting a lot for Hadji when he comes back next season if he's like sort of become the forgotten man he's got a lot of work to do um, because, as I said because of how good Rangers have been Right so he was your number 9 so let's get to my number 8 and it's my first Rangers player I've got Scott Arfield 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I've got... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come to your field. So I got to learn. Um, so um, I'm still not really decided where I'm putting... Uh, I've got... I've got him and O'Reilly right where he are interchangeable oh. at this point. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. I've got I've got O'Reilly much higher. I really uh, like but, O'Reilly. I mean, I love O'Reilly. I'm going to, but we'll talk about Arfield first. I mean, my my main thing about Arfield that I wanted him in this list, despite the fact he's not played loads of football, he's clearly been. Um, so it's bit, like Stephen Davis, he's been sort of sidelined a bit at times, but he's the best in the league. At, Time and runs into the box, yeah. and as an attacking midfielder, that's one of your sort of sort of pre- pre- premium attributes that you want. And he's still the best in the league at that. And that goal against Livingston this season is one of my favourite goals I've seen. I think he's got the the reason why I've got him so low. If, if there's any Rangers fans wondering, I think he might be think who should be higher. It's because I think he's in the the perfect scenario for this point in his career. I'd say to be playing on that Rangers team to not have to play every game, to, to be able to be an impact sub or somebody to come into the team and be an impact player right away. Because we know just about this, well, he's been about it for most of his career, but especially at this stage. Scott Arfield, not the greatest passer of the ball, not the most creative of attacking midfielders, but somebody who's just going to do vertical running, hard running, and good running, good running off the ball, and get into positions to score goals, and that's what he does. Ranks very high for goals per 90 minutes, very high for shots per 90 minutes, very high for touches in the box. Um, I, I, to be fair, I said like uh, in terms of passing, it's probably a bit harsh, because he is a, a decent forward passing, and he, he will be, but he's not, you know, he's not Scott Allen where he's passing, I think is what, mm. in terms of like an attacking midfield type, he's not, he's not those kind of, not those type of guys who will, you know, conjure something out of nowhere, but he's still very reliable at getting the ball to a teammate in an advanced area. Um, so, yeah, that's... But, like I say, it's probably... If if I was looking at some of these other guys, like if you take Yanis Hadji and put him in St. Mirren, for example, like, he's got to stand out as being, like, undoubtedly the best player. If you put mm. Scott Arfield into St. Mirren, he probably would still be the best player, or at least one of them, but it wouldn't be... I don't think it would be quite as clear. I, I think his type of industry suits this Rangers team very well when he's called upon. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he, and, and he's he's come the big. I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest moments. He came he came on and he totally turned that that semi final round as well against against Celtic. That was absolutely massive for for him to come on. It must be brilliant for Van Bronckhorst to have a player. It's like the perfect sub, the perfect sub. A guy who's um, sort of a bit older. He's really professional. Has played at a, a sort of higher level. Has played for Rangers for a while. Seems to love playing for Rangers. Uh, but like you say, and he's just really, really intelligent, and it's all a lot of it is off the ball, and it's um, sort of professionalism, as you're saying, where he's running, and then he's got really good finishing technique and and a whole range array of shots, and then that goal as well. I mean, that's outside the box; he curls it in the top corner. That's absolutely massive for Rangers' season at that point, and it's huge for for Van Bronckhorst himself because if he goes on and loses that. Oh, it, start, it starts to look a bit shit, and who knows? I think that helped them in Europe and everything. So it was, it was, it was brilliant. Oi, Nacho, Noodle, calm the fuck down. We'll stop getting shot, shot, shot. <laughs> just looking just aware of the scampering going on in the background. There's two cats that fucking chase each other around the room. Right, uh, that was my number eight. So who's your number eight? Um, I'm going to put I'm going to put Arfield in there as well. Like I said, I was interchange, but I'm going to have him in there. Okay, uh, we'll go back to you now for number seven. Who's your number seven? Right, here comes a tough bit, because this is, I've got it's Celtic daft in this area. I've got O'Reilly, Turnbull and Atati 
all in here. And it's just about where where I put them. Um, there's, a, there's a player that I've got here, which I'm very, you've either forgotten about or I'm going to be um, incredulous at how high you have them. But uh, let's, let's wait and see how this plays out. I think you'll be, I think there's someone and I think you will be incredulous for them, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> and I'm ready for the argument. So uh, I've got my stats head on. I've got my eyes head on. It's all ready, but we'll we'll come to that. The problem, the problem for all three of these guys is, especially for Turnbull and Atati, it's it's quite small sample size for this season. Um, and when because I wanted to have more fun with this list, I kind of I'm really respecting the guys who've sort of carried. And this is like, this is me preempting this argument. Guys that have carried their teams very, very much on their back and have played literally every second of the season. And that's been big for me uh, for, for this list. And I thought it would be more fun. Um, there is absolutely no doubt that O'Reilly, Turnbull and Hatati are better by quite a distance than the any guys <laughs> that I'm going to have higher up. But we're talking about this season and we're talking about how important this season they've been. Uh, uh, not, not necessarily with top 12, it's just best overall. All right, okay. Well, maybe I'll move someone then, just for you. <laughs> Who's your number? Who is actually your number seven? Um, I'll go for I'll go for Rio Atati at this point. Yeah, I think he was the one I left off because of the three Celtic ones. So I had four Celtic players. I kind of thought, God, I'm not going to leave one of these off, but. It was it was incredible to start with. Like you really thought, like Jesus, is this guy just already like undoubtedly the best player? Already like, undoubtedly, already <laughs> undoubtedly the best player in Scottish football because it kind of looked like that. He has fallen back to earth quite a bit uh, since then, and I think there are question marks. There's certainly question marks over his fitness, but I think that will come with time. Um, there's question marks about how effective he can be in some matches as well. He, he's really, especially when you compare him to the likes of McGregor, O'Reilly, uh, probably a couple of other, uh, certainly one other guy who we'll get to in this list. I don't think he's just quite got it there yet, but he's adapted. He's still, yeah, yeah he broke on the scene and immediately seemed like he'd adapted, no bother. But that's that's not always kind of how it works. It's not always kind of, progression isn't always linear. Um, so mm-hmm. he might just be a lot better next season when he's further acclimatised with life in Scotland. You know, he maybe, you know, picks up English a bit better. Um, he, he gets his fitness better he, he starts to understand his role in the team a bit more you know stuff like that I think he will he's certainly got a lot of a lot of ability and I think he'll be a, a big player for, for Celtic this season but of the of the three Turnbull's got the kind of I know he's not played much this season um, compared to maybe not had as big an impact as the other guys but he's going to got the Lifetime Achievement Award and as I said I just rate O'Reilly very highly so he was—he wasn't going to go getting ahead of Hitat either, and there's obviously one more name who I've not mentioned who's going to come very high up the list. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hitat. I just, um, I think that next season he might get Player of the Year. That's kind of where I'm going once he gets it. Just to see, we got like such when he so he had a bit of momentum at the start, and he would have had adrenaline. So he's coming off the bag of season, but it's like a huge move. And he came in and sort of Celtic were playing their biggest games. He, he sort of came in and Celtic were playing huge games right away. It was Hearts at Tyne Castle. They were playing Rangers. So I feel that what we've seen there is when the adrenaline's got a tatty and that's him sort of fully fit. Uh, and that's what we'll get to see more often next season once he's actually had a rest. Um, so we got a little glimmer of what of what to expect, and then I mean he was doing assists at, at Motherwell at Fur Park, and I know Motherwell have been shit this season, but they were talking about they're literally like second, third, and the fifth 
teams in, in the league. So that's like three of the better teams in the league, whether we like it or not. That's what the league tells us. Um, and and so he's he's sort of bust onto the scene there, and he's really got through his adrenaline. He's smashing in shots. That that performance at Ibrox, we you were talking about, uh, sorry at Parkhead in the three 0 You were talking about Carter Vickers on a on a podcast in relation to sort of like his performance at Ibrox was possibly the best. Hatati's was the most box office uh, to to do that yeah. right away. Come on the scene and. He's like the main man in a 3-0 thumping straight away of Rangers. You're like, Jesus fucking shit, what's going on? Uh, and I've got high hopes for Hatate next season because his manager obviously loves him as well. He's really comfortable with that. He's got friends there. And I don't mean I don't mean this in a sort of like kind of racist way that you need to have people <laughs> around you from. I don't mean it like that. I just I mean it help. does, it 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 does help you settle. It does help you it settle. Does. If I move to a different country and you're there, for example, already, yeah. I've got a network instantly when I arrive and that does help me no matter what. And then that gives me the space and the uh, less anxiety about building my own network off the back of that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait to watch Atati next season. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. His, his ability, the one touch stuff that he can do, he can drive, he can, he, he's, got, he's got it all basically as a player and I can't wait. Right, I am. Uh, I'm going to do something unusual, and I'm going to I'm going to hold off on saying who my number seven is because I want to see I want to see if it's the same guy because I'm sure it's going to be. And I want to see how high he places in yours. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> you're going to be in stitches when I tell you where, where, where he is. You, we're in stitches. Right, um, uh, this is a gamble because I might have to seem daft to just come back to say, oh, by my, by the way, my number seven was this guy. You forgot about him, but I don't think you have. So my number six is Janice Hadji. Who's your number six? Um. I'm going to go for Turnbull this season. Yeah, I've got um, two places higher. Um, five goals, five assists. It's like, I mean, if you start going through sort of his underlying stats, they are all really, really impressive. Uh, and you can see sort of like a really brave player who actually takes the ball on constantly and always wants to make things happen. There's the really obvious sort of thing. Like second on shot assists, so it's nearly three a game. So nearly three times a game, he's late, he's creating a chance all the time. Um, second on shots in the whole season, <laughs> despite playing half the games. Um, some people that will annoy them. Um, I was going to say that it's maybe because he doesn't rank very high in terms of shot accuracy, and it's because he yes. takes a lot of shots for distance. He does, he does. Um, what thing I did like was his dribble stats. Yeah. Because I, I like watching him and, and, and it's his success rate that got me there. He had, I think, 62%, which is like one of the highest in the league. So that means he can pick the ball up for deep and really drive at teams and create shots. And I think there's no... They've they've let Rogic go and obviously Rogic's going to come up high in the list. And I think a lot of people are upset about that and some people think it's strange. I don't think it's strange at all. I think it's the perfect time for everyone involved yeah. for Rogic to go. And, and I think it's it's really smart move from Celtic and from Rogic. He's going to get an opportunity where he stars really, really bright again rather than like when it was waning a bit over the last couple of years to go and get himself an absolutely massive contract and it removes sort of a blockade for Turnbull and it's sort of like the perfect timing to, to pass the torch. And it can be. It's it's just that an extremely similar player. It's all they've got. They, they're going to be doing this swap out, uh, and they're not going to be missing a beat. Celtic in terms of their style or whatever. And it'll be really interesting to see how good um, Postecoglou can make Turnbull. I'm really excited about that because he's made players better, uh, and Turnbull already has so many natural 
talents and abilities that are, are better than nearly every team player in the league for certain things. Um, and, and creativity certainly being one of them. Um, so if you, you add maybe the work rate and the intelligence and pressing and stuff that, that, that Postacoglu might be able to do with with David Turnbull, then who knows? Who knows what, what, we, what David Turnbull will be able to achieve? Uh, yeah, I've got Turnbull a little bit higher. I'd, I'd had him, I've got him underneath maybe... There's certainly kind of one player. I've got, let me just say, I've got him underneath Riley. So, O'Reilly. So, something I probably wouldn't do, and I know it's a small sample size, but also, like we've kind of alluded to, Turnbull hasn't had maybe as good a season as some of the players around him. And I think that is to do with kind of what you were saying. Him and Rodgers have played in the midfield together at some points this campaign, but I just don't think it works as well. I think you need kind of guys with just that little bit more energy and dynamism, just the kind of quickness in their legs that you get provided by O'Reilly, McGregor, Hatati, rather than Rodgers and Turnbull, who, while they're very good at moving with the ball and moving through players and moving around them, they're not the kind of quickest in a sprint. Yeah, and I think they were just a little bit too similar to be playing on the same side and ultimately Rogic won that battle which helped to do with Turnbull getting injured but I think he might have won it anyway um, especially when he's you know um, eventually nominated for player of the year um, so <laughs> yeah. right so I have him higher up so who is your number five um, you got me but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Lewis Ferguson here I've got him uh, here as well because um, it was going to be O'Reilly but when you when we were talking in general, what you what you said was about how much I I love O'Reilly. I think again we're talking the guy with the with the highest ceiling of any player in the in in the division uh, in the country. Uh, but we'll come on to that uh, in a, in a second. So I wanted to make sure he went higher. But Lewis Ferguson, uh, Aberdeen fans won't like me saying this, um, but I was I said it on the on the Hibs podcast in in regards to Ryan Porteous. As much as I don't like it, it's it's absolutely time for for Lewis Ferguson to to move on. He's absolutely carrying uh, Aberdeen. They're so oh, shit. He's absolutely. surrounded by sh- he's surrounded by shit, and he's still still posting like brilliant numbers. You can still see it with your eyes. His aggression, his drive, his ability on the ball, his passing accuracy is superb. And that's in a team where he's not really getting a lot of fucking options because um, he's so fucking rubbish. And he's, he's a goal threat. He's added headed goals this season, which really interested me when I was when I was watching the videos back. He's got four headed goals this season. I know it's going to be quite the... Oh, he's got nine penalties to be the the people, but he has to go score them, and he's also the guy that they turn to, and he never fucking misses. He's so also so of all these the, players, he's second for uh, shots per ninety minutes. So it's not so he's, he's he's a goal threat. Like even if he's even if he's kind of starts to be bumped up by penalties, he's still a legitimate goal threat from open play. Um, so uh and like I think we're a better team when he when he maybe he gets better shooting options. I think a lot of the time he's shooting because he's probably frustrated and he doesn't feel like he's got any other options and he, he doesn't trust teammates. And some people might think that's silly, but I, th- I think it's true over a season when you start thinking, well, I've got to take more more responsibility than I'm already taking, even though I'm taking. So he probably shooting more often than he maybe should, and he'll be able to pick and choose more if he's a better team. Um, he's highest offensive dual success rate like 54% that's really high mm-hmm. compared to, to other players in the league aerial duels is like 7th in the league so he went in the Scottish football that's really handy when the, a kick out or yeah. whatever and he's able to win it for there um, he does progressive passing recoveries counter press recoveries it's the real deal. It's everything. It's absolutely everything the you can th- want from a central midfield player. Yes, the only thing I think is missing, especially if you're calling him an attacking midfield player, and that's maybe a bit unfair because you'd say Lewis Ferguson is a number eight rather than number ten, but he does lack a bit of creativity. Mm. 
Because there's not many assists, there's yeah, not many like sort of I, I short think, assists in like that. I think that's it though. And also as well, that's kind of based on the season and he's not been on a good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just, I, unless they, unless Aberdeen are going to sort it out and, and, and really invest, then a guy like that, he's he's off of that. He's still only 22. That really got me. Yeah, he came through at Hamilton when he was, I think he made his debut when he was 16 and he moved to Aberdeen not long after that and pretty much played immediately for Aberdeen every week. So, so I think... I think offering nearly five years service at Aberdeen at that level is can't be criticised for, for for moving on now. It does sound like he is going to to move on now, and I hope he picks picks well because I'm really interested to see how he develops. Because I'm saying we've got Turnbull um, and, and Ferguson, and Ferguson obviously made his debut for Scotland as well. So I'll be really interested where these guys go because. When you drill, we always wear your eyes, you know these guys are good, but when you sit and you drill into their numbers and, and their stats, and I know that's not the be on end on, we've we spoke about stats quite a lot, which isn't normally how I approach these things, but um, we're, we're seeing them and digging into their stats, you're like, wow, these guys are fucking impressive. They're actually carrying everything uh, at, their, at their teams and they're some of the best players in the league for quite a lot of stuff. Right, my number four is David Turnbull. Who's yours? Uh, I'm going to go for O'Reilly Okay <laughs> Okay He's my number three So we can talk about him Right now <laughs> He's getting You know getting what I'm excited. doing right. You know I'm getting you very know excited <laughs> Yeah O'Reilly He's uh, He's been He's been absolutely superb What a find Like Like the guys They signed in January Like a lot of eyes Were obviously going to the, the Japanese imports and what they could do because we'd already seen Furuhashi and you kind of thought right if these guys are of that standard what are they going to take Celtic to in the in the second half of the season are they are they going to settle as well as he did uh, and if they do you know how far can can Celtic go can they can they progress and can they really give Rangers a challenge <laughs> that's what we thought at the time obviously it worked it tremendously well but part of the reason it did is because they got this guy from MK Dons was it. This young guy who pitches up in the centre of the park, you think, oh, like, I remember him playing against Hearts and, like, just like that. Who's this? <laughs> why, is this why is this guy good as well? What's uh, this, this guy creating goals? This isn't fair. He's just, yeah, he's somebody that's just been such a, again, like, such a really well-rounded player as well. Somebody who's been creative, who's been a real goal threat, who gets forward, who drives play forward, but it's also been really good defensively. Somebody who gets stuck in, somebody who wins the majority of his battles on the defensive end. Somebody that has a lot... In fact, he's number one of all players for interceptions in this. And that, for, like, a Celtic player, is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just... And also, as well, like... He didn't rank in the top 10 for every stat that I looked at, but he also didn't rank in the lo- bottom 10 for any stat that I looked at. And I think he was maybe the only player on my entire list that I looked at that that was true of, as I'm quickly going through them. Yep, that's right. Aye, literally, no, no no, single stat in the bottom 10. He's um, He's got it all. Absolutely every facet of your game that you could want, and he's got. It. And I include the physicals in that. And people can scoff all they want. The physicals matter; they matter a lot, um, especially the higher up that you go. Um, and his like those rangy legs are probably part of the 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 ability for for the interceptions as well. So that's just something due to his size that he's been able to to gather and an intelligence and position himself. Um, and, and just he's like he just gazelle through the middle of the park driving with the ball and I, I, as I said his ceiling's higher than anyone's at 21 I just don't know why why was no one else bothered about him well, like, he seemed to go to Celtic completely unopposed for buttons and he's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and not like like Aribo. I still think there, there was other teams that were after him, and Aribo's sort of higher on the list. But Aribo's not a better player than O'Reilly by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and that's like two players from the English lower leagues that I just don't know why, why are people not O'Reilly especially like that is like. In terms of modern day central midfield player, that's it. That is exactly who you're who you're talking about, and um, that you're talking like he's dribbling. It's so the driving from there. I mean, he's sort of 14th for dribbles, but he's got the highest success rate in the league. So he does four, basically just over four dribbles per ninety, but he's like 71 percent success rate. That's higher than anyone in the league in terms of success rate. Um, and then your shot assists. 2.56 per 90 that's really first because other players are like Christie Bakura they don't really matter they weren't there that's a tiny sample size so they've done it in a game or something like that and then Turnbull who's maybe Turnbull's it's basically just the same really mm-hmm. as, as, as David Turnbull up there so um, and he's crossing it could get better but he's doing it for really deep a lot of the time yeah. he crosses much better for the left I was looking at that because I was interested because I see he's left footed but they use him on the right hand side more regularly of that three so when he is on the left his, his crossing is better but aye they just that's he's some going Celtic getting him on board then nobody else to seemingly care Right Tony you've got me on tether hooks here uh, is, is your number three my number seven? It's Conor Ronan <laughs> Right, I've actually got something special here to mark this occasion. Give me, give me ten seconds. You'll need to talk to the audience for ten seconds. Oh wow! Right, Confeller just abandoning me and putting me on the spot there. That's extremely kind of him. Connor Ronan's brilliant at everything. You might not always notice it, but he can do everything. And Samirin are utterly, utterly gubshite. So he has carried that team single-handedly to mid-table. Right, I am back. Right, Tony, you see what I'm holding up here? Oh, what that a Buddy's beer? Yes, Buddy. There we go. Buddy Premium Lager got purchased from uh, Paisley Craft Beer, uh, owned by friend of the show Jamie Coburn. So yeah, cheers, cheers to Conor Ronan. Cheers number, to Conor Ronan. Number, right, number three on your list above, above <laughs> David Turbo. Matt O'Reilly. There has to be fun. And as I said, with, with Conor Ronan, he's um, he's played nearly every single minute. Uh, as has Lewis Ferguson, which is really just not the same for nearly any other player on this list. You're talking about like Spittle, um, Ronan, um, Ferguson, or like and Pittman are like the only guys that have really played about and a Rebo, like the guys that have played the real just all season every single game, uh, and I think that has to count for something somewhere. And then with with, with Connor Ronan, and this is. I mean, he's been involved in 12 goals, seven goals and, and five assists. But, I mean, that doesn't tell even half the story. I'm going to get get my notes up for old Conor Ronan. But I've done this before. We've been here before, Fowler. <laughs> Whenever I had, to, I had to bring a player that I'd been impressed with, I'd done this on the, um, on the Patreon before. And he can do everything. His deep completions are good. So when they're playing him deep, he's able to, he's like progresses the ball quickly into the last third with accuracy. He, he's, he's brilliant at pressing, so when they use him in these sort of like when they use him in these attacking areas, he can pick up the ball. The best example of that being at Easter Road when he won the ball back really quickly, uh, and then just flashed it into the into the roof of the net. He's also scored by far the best array of goals uh, in the league this season, and he's just he's he's absolute. I think he's absolutely brilliant, and yeah. I'll be. I wish. Uh, and when I was hearing that Hearts were going to sign him, my heart skipped a beat. I am not. 
not having that. And he's only he only takes he only takes um, he only just he only over a shot a game. And I found that really interesting. So he's not like constantly shooting like a turnball or something. He he shoots when it's on, and <laughs> which seems mental because his goals are crazy. So he's not really getting many opportunities to that. Put him in a better team where he's getting more opportunities to shoot. Where does that go? Where do those numbers actually go? Uh, it seems wild. Um, and last, again, something that I do like, um, this received passes. Again, so a yeah. player like this who's a YouTube real player, but then on top of that, his underlying stats are really, really great for being almost a playmaker, to be a fulcrum for the team, to, to collect the ball, move on. His passing stats are really... He's one of the highest players in the league for, for passing. Um, I think he's like fifth for just passes. And then 80% success rate. And this is playing in a honking team with, with Stephen Robinson style that he's going to have to deal with for, for half the season. <laughs> what he's achieved in, in that period with all these things telling you that he shouldn't have is, is remarkable. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Conor Ronan. I think I, it kind of goes to what you're saying there in terms of the stats. That what I really like about him is that you always know he's playing. He's not one of these players that he kind of forgets on the park. You always know he's there. And... I was actually the goal he scored at Tynecastle, like that incredible goal. I was actually like, because that was a game that I, I took Ariane. Uh, it was our uh, was that a wedding anniversary? Yeah, hi. So hospi- <laughs> hospitality, hospitality. She likes hospitality, and she oh, loved sure, it. Eh? She loved it a lot more than going to Old Trafford. She hated that, but she actually really liked. It. To be fair, also I think it helped. It was like the best game of the season. That Hearts and Murnigan. Mm. That was tremendous fun. Uh, great atmosphere as well. So I uh, know she did. She did thoroughly have a good time, and obviously, yeah, free red wine and excellent food uh, also helps. Uh, which you get in the skyline at Tynecastle. But I literally just said, God, you're like, punting everything today, Fowler. Eh? Yeah. Beers, restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had to double check. I wanted to get the name of the place right. Yeah, it's a Paisley Craft Beer Company. So yeah, check it out. It's on. Um, what have we got here? It's 16 Silk Street, Paisley. It's right in the centre. It's right around the corner from um, Paisley Gilmore Street Station. Uh, I would thoroughly recommend that. But yes, I'd literally just said to her, he's a really, like, him on the ball, he's a really good player. And, like, the word player had just left my mouth when the ball flew past Craig Gordon at the back of the net. And then I think the next word in my mouth was, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> but the one thing I will say about him is that this, what I'd like to see more from him is getting in the box more kind of making those late runs and being a bit more adventurous in terms of that. Uh, into, because he's definitely a goal threat, but a lot of his stuff is kind of from distance. And he just, he, like, he ranks really low amongst all these players for touches inside the penalty area. Penalty area and I think that should be a lot higher because he's he's too good to be pissing about further back. But I think he's, he's been forced to at different times. Yeah. Again, this is, I mean, he's the definition. If you look at what he's had to do this season, he's the definition of carrying a, a team on his back. Um, I have to say, I mean, to... and it's made in Shetland, which is a bit weird, but um, the buddy, buddy premium lager is pretty good. There we go. But yeah, he's a definition of having to carry a team on his back because he's having to do the, the passing, he's having to come deep to collect it, he's having to progress the ball into the last third, and then when eventually they won't do it, they won't do anything with that ball in the last third, he'll take the ball and just smash it into the top corner. Yeah. Uh, or, or he'll be the guy who's creative, or he'll or he'll, he'll break from the lines and go and win the ball back in, in a good position because the team's struggling um, to, to be creative so he, he, he takes, takes so much on his shoulders and um, we'll point not get him again and as I say just because there's so many players who we all know are, are absolutely brilliant is but he not coming to hearts? he better not be <laughs> um, and uh, they've had like a bitty season there so many players have had a bitty season in the top in, in, our, in our usual top players so I thought I would take advantage of that 
in a time and, and give someone sort of a nod who's had to bloody work their fucking balls off in both um, technically and in, a, in, in actually with pure work rate. Right, so that means, so I've got Matt O'Reilly at number three, so that means that we both must surely have the same top two. Which yeah, order I'd, do you have them in? Um, I said, I, I've not even, I didn't, so there's a lot of research for this, is, there's some probably realising, so I was trying to do it at the same time where we're working stuff, so I didn't even bother looking up the, the stats for these guys, apart from like the goals and stuff, because these two guys have just been the best, purely just because they've been the most involved and they've they've been in Cerebo and Rogic, yeah, and I've went for a Rebo second and Rogic first. Exact same um, for me. Yeah. Mainly because I like the way that Rogic can take the game by the scruff of the neck in a way I don't think a Rebo can. And that's really what I've done because I mean, Rebo's, Rebo's more of a moments player. And I know that sounds ridiculous because Rogic is the most moments player. But Rogic like, can just pick the ball up deep and just... I mean, that goal, that one goal of the season, it wasn't goal of the season, but that is a perfect example of what I mean by scruff of the neck. You can just go and get it and just go and rattle it in at any time he wants. It's like school. Joe Rebo is the more talented of the two, I'd say, and that's quite a compliment to play because I think Tom Rogic is incredibly talented. Um, and I think Joe Rebo might even be the, like, the most talented player in the entire league. Like, But that's probably why I've gotten below Rogic is that I think he sometimes leaves you a bit cold at times. Absolutely. Rebo, uh, he doesn't quite have the consistency. He doesn't quite have the, the kind of ability at this stage. He's still a younger player, so he will, I'm sure he will kind of pick it up in time if he sticks around the Scottish football for, for much longer. But he is somebody who, like even in terms of like, you'd kind of want more goals from him as well for somebody as talented as he is and more more shots, more getting it in the box and, and making things happen. And he obviously has games where he, he does that very well, but you want to see it every week because he can definitely mm-hmm. do it. And his running is remarkable. His, it, 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 he had to really adapt to Rangers as well because when I'm... I was... Like, as soon as I saw Rebo, when I was watching clips on Wisecout when he'd first signed for Charlton, that I fell in love immediately. I thought, this guy's fucking dynamite. But uh. he kind of... There was a little bit of an initial struggle to adapt and it was because he was coming for a team at Charlton where loads of what he was doing was making kind of runs for deep, running in behind defences and, and charging through the midfield and he, like, he'd stand out so much. But obviously at Rangers, that's a lot harder to do in the Scottish Premiership when you're playing against teams that are sitting with, with mm. deep defenders. But he's he's learned. Like I say, he could do a bit better in, in that sense in terms of making himself available to get more shots on target than he has been doing. But overall... Oh, sorry, it's his, um, is it his shots? No, 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 so he's not in, sorry, he wasn't in the bottom 10, it was shot, um, it was accuracy, shot accuracy, he, he could do a bit better at, but even then, he's not in the top 10 for attempts on goal, he's not in the top 10 for goals per 90, in fact, he's just Isn't in the it? bottom 10 for that, and that's that's a little bit disappointing, and that kind of shows you that there is still more to come for Joe Rebo. Tom Rogic is just at the, the top of his game, he was nominated for Player of the Year, and also, do you know what, I wanted to make Tom Rogic number one, because we found out today that he's no longer going to be staying at Celtic mm-hmm. anymore, he's leaving in the summer, Tom Rogic, since he broke through in, was it the second Dyla season? Because he'd, he'd played previously, mm-hmm. but then he went on loan to Australia, had his injury problems, and they came back, and he was, I think it was that campaign, it was the second Dyla season, where he was properly the man. And ever since then, he's been a player that I've loved to watch, we've all loved to watch, and if there was any doubt over him and Aribo, I was going to make Rogic number one, because 
Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. I mean, he's been here for about eight or nine bloody years as well. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's been here for a long time. We've seen the ups and downs with, with Tom Rogic as well, which is, is, has, been, has been really fun. He's, he's a throwback player as well. And, and we need to appreciate that. I mean, we've been talking about O'Reilly and guys like that, Hatati and, and, and Ronan and, and even Aribo about how modern these guys are in terms of their ability. So um, I just wanted to tip my hat to like a playground footballer and I don't mean that in a negative sense whatsoever mm-hmm. we it's it's getting these guys are becoming less and less I mean we see it with Roderick I don't I, I don't want to dwell on any of the negatives but I mean how long he lasts on the pitch and that I fucking like all that man that, that, that's something I like it's it's he's that's his type of player he probably could have done more but he decided not to because he's fucking brilliant and he can just kick the ball up and smack it in for 25 yards that's all fun to me I can appreciate that so much uh, from my side of the like on the other side of being a football fan and, and growing up what we used to watch as, as players like, there's so many players now that you just we, you loved when you were younger that just wouldn't exist now but Roderick still managed to do it despite not really one bothering and I think that's I don't know if doesn't cool. bother I guess, I guess it's maybe I guess it's maybe naturally not fit like he's just yeah, something I mean, he doesn't have harder. a lot of stamina could, you, could, you could try harder probably could, especially since he's lost got, especially since he's lasted 90 minutes a lot more this season than he did in any previous season yeah <laughs> that's like, like, I mean I, I'm not, I'm not I'm not, this, I don't want this to be a criticism because you you just you done so much there. So I wanted to add more about the mystique of Roderick there rather than like going into everything. And I, and I love I love it all. And I think he's been perfect player in Scottish football. And I see he's one one of the most decorated players of all time. Um, and 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 he deserves it. And I tip my hat to you, Tom Roderick. I wish you're a dying breed, and it is extremely unfortunate that everyone has to be a fucking robot now to be good at to be good and considered good. Uh, and Aribo, just to add to what you were saying there, like about the driving through midfield, we see less. And I think what we've grown to see more of because of the style in here is is the close control, the back to goal stuff. Um that that we maybe wouldn't have we would have saw less when he was playing at Charlton like like you were seeing. Um and, and he's brilliant at that and he's strong. He's got a low centre of gravity uh, and he's got good upper body strength and he's and as I said his touch is just ridiculous. It like just sticks so dead. He can do whatever he wants with a ball manipulation wise. And he's been involved in to go to the cold hard stats. Fourteen goals he's been involved in this season in thirty one games. Still pretty good going. But like you said could could always do more. And it's maybe one of those that I wouldn't be surprised if Aribo left in the summer. And I think it's gonna be one of those players that will always think, oh, we could we could we could have got like a 15, 16 goal season out of Aribo or maybe like 25 goal involvements and we'll always wonder what could have been. Uh, but still by far like the second best sort of attacking midfielder in the league this season. Right, that'll do us. Thank you very much to everybody for listening. Thank you to Tony for joining me. Anytime, Craig. As always, apart from a Saturday night or a Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'll try as as I can to to get up uh, the top 12 wingers for the lower leagues that Sean done with Chris McMillan. But uh, I am up against the clock because I have got to go to a book launch in an hour's time and getting this online is going to be a bit of a stress. So we'll see what I can do. But regardless, there's plenty of stuff on the Patreon. Who's book launch? Uh, I mean, you're putting everything else. Anthony Brown's book launch. It's on the the the, the tra- tragedy and triumph of the the five one cup team. Oh, great! Right, I'll see you later, mate. <laughs> hey, you're the one asked. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the tragedy. Oh, I suppose it's Michaelina. So I'm about to say Michaelina. Is that what you're uh, yeah. like, what tragedy is Scatchel had? Bloody hell! <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Have a nice evening, everyone. Thanks yes. very much. So the Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. Right. Goodbye. Bye.
Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.